Chapter sixty one of Jerusalem to Revelations A Quartet of Spiritual Experience by William Blake and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Purgatorio twenty five. Purgatory the seventh ring lusts sensuality punished instances of chastity the hour was when ascent brooked no delay because the sun had left the noontime ring to taurus as to scorpio had the night therefore as doth a man who whatsoe'er appear to him stops not but goes his way if spurred by goading of necessity so one before the other through the gap we entered in and took the flight of stairs which by its narrowness parts those who climb and like the little stalk which lifts its wings because it longs to fly but ventures not to leave its nest and lets them droop again even such was i with kindled and with quenched desire to ask, when coming to the act of one who starts to speak. Nor, though our pace was fast, did my dear father check himself, but said to me, Discharge the bow of speech, which to the arrow-head thou now hast drawn. With confidence I opened then my mouth, and said, how can one possibly grow lean when need of nourishment doth not obtain shouldst thou recall he said how when the brand was burning maliga was consumed this would not be so difficult for thee and shouldst thou think how at your quivering your image quivers in the looking-glass that which seems hard to thee would easy seem but that thou ease thee to thy heart's content lo here is statius him i call and beg that he be now a healer of thy wounds if i unfold for him the eternal view when in thy presence statius then replied be my excuse that i cannot refuse thee he then began if some thy mind shall hear and understand my words they'll prove a light for thee unto the how which thou dost ask the perfect blood which by the thirsty veins is never drunk but stays as doth the food which from the table thou dost take away gets in the heart a power informative for all the human members being that which floweth through the veins to form the same when redigested it flows down to parts whereof more seemly silence is than speech then on another's blood it trickles thence into the natural vessel there both meet passive the one the other active since perfect the place from which it was distilled 
joining the former, it begins to work, coagulating first, then quickening that which it had formed as matter for itself. The active virtue now become a soul, as of a plant, though so far differing from it, that this is on its way, and that arrived. So worketh next, that now it moves and feels, like fungi of the sea, then undertakes to organize the powers whose germ it is. That virtue some now spreads, and now extends, which from the generator's heart derives, where nature on all members is intent. But how from animal it comes to be a child, thou seest not yet. A point so hard, it led a wiser man than thou so far astray, that in his teaching, from the soul, he parted the potential intellect, because he saw no organ it assumed. Open thy mind unto the coming truth, and know that when the brain's organization is in the fetus to perfection brought, the primal mover, glad of such a work of nature, turns toward it, and breathes therein a spirit new and full of powers, which draws into its substance what it active finds therein, and so becomes a single soul which lives and feels, and on itself reflects. And that the less thou wonder at my words, consider how to wine the sun's heat turns, when joined to juices flowing from the vine. When Lachesis hath no more thread, the soul frees itself from the flesh, and bears away, potentially, the human and divine, mute one, and all the other faculties, with memory, intelligence, and will, far keener in their action than before. Then, without stopping, of itself it falls in wondrous way to one or other shore. Here first it learns its road. As soon as place has circumscribed it there, the forming virtue rays round it in the same degree and way as when the members were alive. As when the members were alive, it did. And as the air, when fully charged with rain, is by another's rays, which it reflects within itself, adorned with many hues. So here the neighbouring air takes on the shape the soul which settled there impresses on it, as would a seal by its own forming power, and afterward, as doth the little flame which follows fire where'er it changes place, so the new shape accompanies its spirit, which, since it hence takes visibility, is called a shade and therewith organizes each of the senses up to that of sight. By means of this we speak, by means of this we laugh, and by this means we make the tears and sighs thou mayest have heard upon the mount. 
as our desires and other passions move us our shade takes shape accordingly and this the reason is of what thou wonderest at we now had reached the final circling place and to the right hand having turned our steps intent we were upon another care the bank here outwardly shoots forth a flame while upward from the ledge below a blast is breathed which drives it back and keeps it up hence one by one along the open side we had to walk while i on one hand feared the fire and on the other falling down my leader said to me along this path a tight rein must be kept upon one's eyes for one might very easily go wrong o god of highest clemency i then heard sung within the bosom of the fire whose glowing no less made me wish to turn and spirits moving through the flame i saw hence at their steps i looked and at mine own lending my eyes to each from time to time after the lines with which that hymn concludes aloud they shouted i know not a man then in low tones began the hymn again they cried again this ended to the woods diana kept and then strove helike for having known the taste of venus poison then they resumed the song and then proclaimed the names of wives and husbands who were chaste as virtue and the marriage state enjoin and this course i believe suffices them for all the period during which the fire is burning them and such the care and diet wherewith the wound is finally sewed up purgatorio twenty six purgatory the seventh ring lust instances of natural and of unnatural lust while thus one for the other long the edge we went and my good teacher often said attention pay and let my warning help thee the sun which with its rays was changing now from asia or the western skies to white was on my right side striking me and i was with my shadow giving to the flame a brighter red i noticed many shades give heed to this small sign as on they moved this was what started them to speak of me and they began to say among themselves that one seems not to have an unreal body then some of them as far as possible too near to me though always with due care not to come out where they would not be burned oh thou that goest on behind the rest though not from sloth but from respect perhaps reply to me who burn with thirst and fire nor is by me alone thine answer needed for all these here have greater thirst therefore 
than Indians or Ethiopians for cold water. Inform us how it is that with thyself thou makest thus a wall against the sun, as if thou hadst not entered death's snare yet. Thus one of them addressed me, and at once had I declared myself, had I not heeded another novelty which then appeared. For through the middle of the flaming road, folk with their faces turned the other way came on, and made me stop to gaze at them. There all the shades on every side I see make haste, and without stopping kiss each other, with this short form of greeting satisfied. Thus one ant from among its dark host touches its muzzle to another's to obtain, perhaps, directions as to path or fortune. As soon as they leave off that friendly greeting, and ere the first step has been taken there, each struggles to outcry the other shade. The newcome band shouts, Sodom and Gomorrah! The other, In the cow, Pasiphae reclines, That to her lust the bull may run. Thereat, like cranes, if some of them should fly toward the Ripaean heights, and toward the sands the rest, these shunning ice and those the sun, one band departs, the other comes along, and weeping to their previous song they turn, and to the cry which best befitted them. Then those same shades, who had entreated me, drew near to me, as they had done before, with eagerness to listen in their looks. And I, who twice had seen what they desired, began, O souls, who now are sure of having, whenever it may be, a state of peace, my body's members have not stayed beyond, either unripe or ripe, but with their blood and with their joints are really with me here i hence go up to be no longer blind on high a lady wins us grace whereby i carry through your world my mortal path but so may your best wish be soon fulfilled in order that that heaven may shelter you which full of love is amplest in its spread tell me that i may rule more paper for it both who ye are and what is yonder crowd which onward goes its way behind your backs a mountaineer becomes not otherwise confused nor looking round grows dumb when rough and wild he enters first a town than each shade did in its appearance there. But when set free from that astonishment, which soon diminishes in high-born hearts, the one who questioned me before resumed, Happy art thou that shippest thus experience of these our bounds, that better thou mayst live. The people who come not along with us in that offended 
for which caesar once when triumphing heard queen cried out against him from us they therefore separate with cries of sodom and by self-reproach assist as thou hast heard the burning by their shame our sin was intersexual but since we by following our appetites like beasts failed to conform ourselves to human law to our confusion when we leave the others her name we cry who bestialized herself by lying in the beast resembling frame thou knowest now our deeds and what our guilt if who we are thou'dst know perhaps by name there is no time to tell nor could i do it as to myself i'll rid thee of thy wish i'm guido guinizelli and purge me now because of grieving well before the end as in lysurgus anguish those two sons became when they again beheld their mother even such did i though i went not so far when him i heard self-named who father was to me and others better men than i who e'er made sweet and graceful rhymes of love hence lost in thought nor hearing aught or speaking i moved and long i gazed at him in wonder but for the fire no nearer drew to him when i with looking had been fully fed i put myself entirely at his service with those assurances which win belief and he thou leavest in me a memory from what i hear so great and plain that lethe can neither wipe it out nor make it dim but if thy words swore what was true just now tell me why hast thou by thy speech and looks revealed to me that thou dost hold me dear and i to him twas those sweet rhymes of yours which while the modern form of speech endures will e'er endear me to their very ink brother he said he whom i indicate he pointed at a spirit on a head was of his mother tongue a better smith in love songs and in stories of romance he vanquished all Hence let those fools talk on, who think the limousine excelleth him. To rumour, rather than to truth, they turn their faces, forming their opinions thus, ere art or reason have by them been heeded. Thus with Guittoni many ancients did, giving from cry to cry to him alone the prize, until with most the truth prevailed if now so amply privileged thou art that lawful is thy going to the cloister where christ is abbot of the brotherhood a paternoster say to him for me or all of it that we in this world need wherein no longer it is ours to sin and then perhaps to yield his place to one nearby him there he vanished through the fire as to the bottom would a fish through water. Toward him 
who had been pointed out, I moved a little way, and said that my desire was for his name, a gracious place preparing. Your courteous question, he unurged, began, delighteth me so much that I cannot nor do I wish to hide myself from you. Ah, no, am I, who, going weep and sing, with sorrow my past folly I behold, and see with joy the hope for coming day. Now, by the power which guides you to the top of this short flight of stairs, I beg of you, be mindful in due time of this my pain. Then, in the fire refining them, he hid. Purgatorio, 27. Purgatory, the seventh ring, lust, the angel of purity, Dante's third dream, Virgil's last words. As when he sends his earliest quivering beams, where his creator shed his blood, while Ebro neath lofty Libra falls, and Ganges waves are being scalded by the heat of noon, so stood the sun. Daylight was hence departing, when God's glad messenger appeared to us. Outside the flames, upon the bank he stood, and in a voice far clearer than his hours was singing, Blessed are the pure in heart. No further may ye go, ye holy souls, until the fire have burned you, enter it, and be not deaf unto the song beyond, he told us next, when we were near to him. Hence I, on hearing him, became like one who in the grave is laid. Clasping my hands together over them, I bowed, and watched the fire, while vivid images I formed of human bodies I had once seen burned. Toward me my kindly escorts turned around, and Virgil said to me, There may, my son, be pain here, but not death. Recall to mind, recall to mind, if even on Garion's back I safely led thee. What shall I do now that nearer God I am? Assuredly believe that, if within the centre of this flame thou shouldst for even a thousand years remain, it could not make thee lose a single hair. And if, perchance, thou think that I deceive thee, draw near to it, and make thyself believe with thine own hands upon thy garment's hem. Lay now aside, lay now aside all fear, Turn round toward me, and come ahead, assured. And yet, though against my conscience, I moved not. On seeing me, still motionless and firm, somewhat disturbed, he said, Now see, my son, this wall remains tween Beatrice and thee. As Pyramus, when dying at the name of Thisbe, oped his eyes and looked at her, 
what time the mulberry became vermilion. Even so, my stubbornness becoming weak, I turned to my wiser leader when I heard the name that ever wells up in my heart. Thereat he shook his head and said, What's this? Do we on this side wish to stay? Then smiled, as one does at a child in apple winds. Then, entering the fire in front of me, Statius he begged to come behind, who erst had over a long road divided us. When once inside, I would have thrown myself that I might cool me into boiling glass, so without measure was the burning there. My tender father, to encourage me, talked as we moved of Beatrice alone, and said, I seem to see her eyes already. A voice that sang upon the further side was guiding us, and we on it alone intent came forth to where the ascent began. Ye blessed of my father, come, was said within a light there, such that I thereby was overcome, and could not look at it. The sun is setting, and the evening comes, it added. Tarry not, but hasten on, while yet the western sky has not grown dark. Straight upward went the pathway through the rock, in such direction, that in front of me I cut the low sun's rays. Not many stairs had we yet tried, when I and my wise leaders were, by my shadows vanishing aware, that back of us the sun had gone to rest. And, ere in all of its unmeasured range, the horizon had assumed one single tone, and night had everywhere diffused itself, each of a step had made himself a bed, because the nature of the mount deprived us rather of power to climb than of desire. Like goats which, swift of foot and wanton once, when on the mountain heights, air being fed, grow tamely quiet when they ruminate, all silent in the shade, while yet the sun is hot, and guarded by a herd who leans upon his staff, and serves them as he leans. And like the shepherd in the open living, who calmly spends the night beside his flock, and keepeth watch, lest some wild animal should scatter it. Even such all three of us were then, I like a goat, and they like shepherds, by the high rock hemmed in on either side. But little of the outer world could there be seen, but through that little I perceived the stars more bright and larger than their wont. While I was ruminating thus, and thus was gazing at them, sleep o'ertook me, sleep which oft receiveth news of future things before they are. At that same hour, methinks, when Cytheria, who it seems, e'er burns with fires of love, 
beamed first upon the mount from out the east. Dreaming, I seemed to see a lady, young and fair, who, gathering flowers, was walking through a field, and as she sang, said, Know who asks my name that I am Leah, and that I move my lovely hands about to make myself a wreath, to please myself when at my mirror I adorn me here, but never doth my sister Rachel leave her looking-glass, but sits there all day long. Her pleasure is to see her lovely eyes, as mine is to adorn me with my hands. Seeing contenteth her, and doing me. And now, before the splendid beams of dawn, which rise with greater thanks from travellers, as coming home, they lodge less far away. The shades of night were fleeing everywhere, and with them sleep. Hence I arose, and saw that my great teachers had already risen. That pleasant fruit, which on so many boughs the care of men is ever looking for, shall give thine every hunger peace to-day. These were the very words which Virgil used, when turned toward me, and never were there gifts which in their sweetness could have equalled these. Such longing upon longing overcame me to be above, that at each step thereafter I felt my pinions growing for the flight. When all the stairway had beneath us passed, and we were standing on its topmost step, on me then Virgil fixed his eyes and said, The temporal and the eternal fire, my son, thou now hast seen, and to a place art come where I can of myself no further see. I brought thee here by genius and by art. Henceforth, as leader, thine own pleasure take. Forth art thou from both steep and narrow paths. Behold the sun that shining on thy brow. Behold the tender grass, the flowers and shrubs, which here the soil yields of itself alone. Until in happiness those lovely eyes appear, which, weeping, made me come to thee, thou mayest be seated, or among them walk. From me expect no further word or sign. Free, right, and sound is thine own will, and wrong were not to act according to its hest. Hence, o'er thyself, I crown and mitre thee. End of chapter 61